Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Deli Minai, the Vice President for Civil Sector at Booz Allen Hamilton. Hey Deli, thanks for joining the program. Thanks for having me, Justin. I'm a huge fan of both the Federal News Network as well as WTOP, so I'm really excited to be here today. Awesome, good to hear. Glad to have you on. And you know, we're we're here today to discuss uh, you know IT modernization and, and more specifically cloud adoption within the federal government. Um, you know, it's been more than a decade since cloud first. In 2019, we got the cloud smart strategy. Where are we at in 2023 and why does it continue to be a priority today? Yeah, great question. I think if you think about um, technology, um, it's really become you know, an important facilitator for, for businesses in today's world and, and in a highly, I think, insightful role in driving optimization efficiencies across kind of all sectors, both public and private. And I think tech adoption or cloud adoption, maybe at some point, right, a decade ago, maybe it was seen more of a nice to have or an investment, if you will. Now it's really a business imperative in keeping the country competitive in an ever uh, evolving global economy. And I think for me, specifically cloud sits at that intersection um, of so many government goals that don't seem related at first. If you think about improving mission delivery to the constituency or citizen, um, making government more accessible, reducing the data center footprint, you know, modernizing the IT infrastructure, um, security, right? All those things have a commonality in that they're achieving through cloud adoption. So again, uh, whatever part of the government mission really speaks to you, cloud has the ability, I think, in, to further it in, in, in some ways. Um, and if you just take Justin, you know, what has happened with the global events over the past couple of years, right? It's almost like there's a newfound sense of urgency to drive towards cloud implementation amongst the, the government officials, really at all levels. Think about the COVID-19, supply chain, geopolitical climate with Russia and Ukraine, the unprecedented sanctions, what's happening with FedRAMP, right? As well as the ongoing inflation has really served as I would say as a, the ultimate stress test and cloud enabled solutions serve as a foundational component and new uh, critical services that were stood up almost overnight at a high velocity to address all these events. So again, I think IT leaders um, in the public sector and quite frankly, across industry have learned from this period and, and tremendous digital agility was critical and now have the space to make those decisions about, about the future. Um, Another thing to think about too is I, I think if you think about the, the law enforcement mission, like protecting the borders, we got financial services um, with you know improving the taxpayer services, addressing energy, environmental, nuclear challenges. I think you know they're all very different examples of public services, but they all come from different parts of government and they share one common factor and they all rely on cloud. And so um, here at Booz Allen, we have kind of dubbed this data-enabled missions term where we're making the most of the data. But I think, again, the technology, the cloud, the infrastructure that keeps everything secure while simultaneously making more data more available to stakeholders to use. Um, so I know that was a lot. So Yeah, no, that's a great overview, uh, I think, uh, and a lot to unpack there. And I mean, I, I think to your point about the centralization of cloud in really every uh, level of, of business and government is, is the fact that you know, you're know you hearing uh, cybersecurity leaders or, and White House leaders talk about 
cloud as part of critical infrastructure um, these days. Uh, so, so it really kind of highlights that that um, that factor. Uh, and so, what are some of the current challenges and gaps when you talk to federal IT leaders that you're hearing civilian agencies are facing when it comes to adopting cloud technologies? Yeah, great question, Justin. I think a lot of civilian agencies are looking, quite frankly, to DOD cloud models now. And as they look to really scale, right, and dive in with cloud. And when you think about the hallmarks of DOD, you think maybe security, you know, protecting the network, the perimeter, kind of those guardrails. And I think civilian agencies have the unique twist of needing to embed those same kind of guardrails, meeting the executive orders, the M2131s, right? But also needing to make components of their cloud more constituent and customer citizen facing, which maybe is not at the forefront, I would say, of, of some of the DOD space. So again, at, at Booz, um, Booz Allen, we believe that it's critical for civilian agencies to have a mission-focused IT partner as one of the gaps is a lot of the civilian agencies are in the middle of their cloud journey but just because you're adopting cloud doesn't mean that the journey's over. So I wanted to frame this up in terms of like tech, people, process, and organization, because um, that's what they've trained us to do here at Booz Allen. Um, so in terms of tech, I think when you have, you're expanding the technical capabilities, think about increasing sprawl, the attack surface. And I think with recent you know, history has provided that civilian agencies have to be like ready to quickly detect and respond to threats across their entire enterprise beyond the network perimeter in a very coordinated manner. So ensuring consistent FedRAMP certified security baseline configurations and a really single pane of glass promotes better enter enterprise visibility in a world where nation state actors can only, uh, are looking for the most vulnerable, excuse me, and that, that can be exploited. So I think if done wrong with cloud or multi-cloud, you risk losing that consolidated view because each has its own interface. And I think when you think about the, the kind of the hybrid model of having some of the systems still residing on-prem, varying degree of modernization, you know, how do my on-prem apps talk to my, you know, cloud apps? And again, I think there's, you know, my creating security risk there. And I think at Booz Allen, we try to have this CSP agnostic tools that really integrate all of the environments and customer environments to most efficiently and centrally deliver platforms that really specialize in, in multi-cloud integration. So that's one area where I think deliberate integration is needed uh, for, for, for agencies. I think process is another one, right? I think having creating um, standardization and driving adoption from an increasing diverse customer base is going to be hard. You know, I think government agencies have their independent bureaus, they have divisions, they have offices and different levels of maturity and technical debt that they're bringing. And it's, you know, being able to have kind of standard repeatable processes is going to be really important. I think um, government organizations that want to use cloud to improve their mission then the mission leader must be involved in decision making from the start. So my like thing here is get an executive sponsor for your cloud journey at the highest level of the agency for it to be successful. Um, and making sure that mission leader in, is part of the technology decisions from the start, um, but also weighing in on structures like data sharing agreements um, and making sure that one mission unit can benefit from the innovations of another. Um, so, you know, I think governance is another one, making sure that, you know, 
cloud economics disciplines are, you know, part of the hallmark of your cloud journey and bring clarity to costs and kind of uncover their, I would say, the difficult to quantify mission benefits of the cloud. And then we talk a little bit about just in about people. I think the pandemic really also highlighted another truth of technology modernization, right? People are key to success. Even the best technology can be useless without the right people involved, right? And I think agencies need to really take steps to really attract, reskill their existing workforce and retrain and, 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 and you know, be hiring the, the right talent. Um, and then you think about the last hallmark around culture, organizational change. I think while cloud adoption may be increasing over time, civilian agencies are still struggling with the idea of letting another organization, another CSP or a partner manage their cloud environment. So I think really understanding their key issues like security, costs, performance, control, and having um, those mission kind of depth partners really have credibility with those government leaders and change agents is necessary to affect the change to achieve their cloud journey. Got it. What, one thing you mentioned uh, multiple times is having standard repeatable processes, uh, you know, across that deliberate integration of, of different cloud services. And, you know, obviously one process that the government uh, and agencies have relied on for a long time now uh, is the FedRAMP authorization process uh, for security. You know, in December, Congress passed the FedRAMP Authorization Act to really make that uh, you know law. So it's obviously going to stick around uh, for a while now. Um, you know, what what work do you see going on to kind of improve that process? How have you seen FedRAMP evolve? Um, where do you think it needs to go? Yeah. Again. Great question. I think that we're in a position where, you know, FedRAMP, very much like cloud, has, has adopted in terms of uh, immatured, in terms of its evolution. And I think, you know, going through the various processes on what it takes to get services JAB accredited and signed off by the FedRAMP PMO have over the years been a little bit more of an art than a science. And I think we're to the point where um, a lot of um, what FedRAMP has put in place by way of the, the controls um, and inheritance of those controls is making it easier to get ATOs at the application layer much faster. So you think about you know, your various CSPs or your platform providers being able to inherit um, you know, a lot of those controls down to the application teams. And so I think we're seeing quicker times to ATO, things that were taking you know, months are happening now in weeks. And a lot of that is due, I believe, to the FedRAMP control inheritance and the new, um, you know, memos that have been put in place. Got it. And one thing you touched on earlier was the workforce and training aspect of this. You know, what skills, uh, what, what kind of training do you see as essential to have successful cloud implementations across government? Yeah. Um, again, I think for those of us that, you know, started our, our journey um, in cloud more from an, a strategy um, process perspective, I think it's been really important to um, stay relevant in the world of the evolving technology and really understand the underlying infrastructure, the security controls, and be able to, in layman's terms, very much explain the benefit of going to a cloud from a, from a mission owner perspective. And so I would say, um, you know, cloud, there's a, space, there's a place for everyone for cloud to, to learn. 
Um, it's just about staying relevant. Um, you know, there's very various trainings available from the various CSP for riders. I would just say both understanding the process element and the technology foundational components for your talent is going to be key. Yeah, that seems especially important to be, you know, obviously cloud uh, smart if uh, as, as a federal uh, agency, when you're talking about the security piece of it too, and understanding who's responsible for defending what part of your architecture as, you know, you're moving out of the internal data center. Yeah, Justin, that's a really good point. I think to the extent that you can document kind of a, a, a racy matrix, right, around the the inherent controls that a platform or a CSP provider provides for you. And then what you as the tenant, the customer application owner, system owner is responsible for. And having a lot of that delineation and, and separation of duties documented via RACI matrix up front is going to be key. Really quickly, the RACI matrix, what was that acronym? It's responsibility, accountability, cut consultant, and form. Basically like the R, the A, the C, and I like for each one of your security activities, you, you basically select like, is the app owner responsible for this or is like the CSP responsible for this? So I think a big barrier today is understanding what I am responsible for and what I control versus kind of the, the platform, if you will. And so RACI is a framework by COBIT. Um, it's like a governance framework. So it's a pretty commonly used um, framework across industry. Um, Got it. Yeah, that's good to know. It's, that's, that's a good uh, good detail to have. And then, you know, in the couple of minutes we have left, uh, you know, any closing thoughts on, you know, how agencies are using the cloud today and where what you think they can accomplish going forward in the, into the future? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, I think citizens ultimately, I mean, expect the interactions with their government to be seamless, right? Um, and I think, like, very similar to other entities of civilian life, like, your bank, right? And I think cloud enables that both directly, like a citizen facing website with better performance, experience, uptime, or rapidly designed for, you know, urgent global events. And I think we saw that with the stand up of the American Rescue Plan, right? Where citizen facing IT infrastructure was stood up in record time. And then indirectly, I think this whole notion of like really eliminating your archaic processes and siloed systems that are slow to transmit uh, the key and data information within the government, which ultimately I think slows down the broader impact that government can have with going to the cloud. So again, make sure you're, you're, you're not just um, adopting technical best practices, but also bringing the, 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 the process um, and people along with you. And I think, um, you know, uh, like it, what I've seen in terms of advanced cloud platforms make it possible, um, make it possible to have uh, bring together more data that even the world's honestly smartest people aren't capable of sorting through. Um, and I think tools like AI and ML make it possible to analyze all of that, making the connections and data insights that that previously beyond human reach, right? And so I think gathering the right data and drawing real-time insights um, can really supercharge, I would say, mission outcomes and move towards solving some of the most dire challenges uh, we, we face today. Um, but first, right, you, the first step is you must modernize your IT infrastructure and have it capable of ingesting really high volumes of data and supporting kind of cutting edge tools that make it you know, all make sense. 
Got it. Well, that, that's a great way to end it. So again, Deli Manai is the Vice President for Civil Sector at Booz Allen Hamilton. Deli, thanks for your insights. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Justin. Again, I'm your moderator, Justin Doubleday, on this discussion, the application of modern tech for modern missions, cloud, sponsored by Booz Allen Hamilton on Federal News Network.